Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast, coming to you from the Academic Multimedia Studio on the University of Portland campus, produced by Academic Technology Services. Uh, welcome to UP Tech Talk. This is Ben Kahn. I'm the Academic Technology Specialist at the University of Portland. Today I'm joined by my co-host Maria Erb. Hello, Maria. Hey, Ben. And today we're so happy to have joining us in the studio Rebecca Gaudino, who's a professor in our theology department at the University of Portland. Thanks for joining us, Rebecca. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So uh, we're here to kind of talk a little bit about technology in the classroom or to supplement your your um, teaching. And I remember last spring I got a phone call from you, um, and I get phone calls from faculty all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it's like we'll work on one kind of one thing, and then they get what they wanted to do done, and then they kind of move on. Um, but with Rebecca, it just kind of set off this avalanche of yes. <laughs> experimentation, <laughs> and um, and I know you've just done so much in the last six to eight months mm-hmm. um, to kind of embrace what technology can do for you mm-hmm. um, in, in changing outcomes in your classroom. Mm-hmm. And I think the main focus for you was on flipping the classroom? Yes. Is that correct? That, that's correct. Can you talk a little bit about how that idea got planted in your head? Okay. It was an, an, a number of years ago, I went to one of our faculty uh, trainings in January, and I listened to an art professor talk about doing some things uh, around flipping the classroom, and he gave just a little example of that, and I thought, oh, this is very interesting. And it was about uh, um, helping students to understand elements of how you look at artwork and so forth. And I began thinking about it, and I, I was very interested in using it in my biblical studies class. It's the Theology 205 Bible, Past and Present. And in that class, while I teach a lot of content, I'm really interested in how that content helps students learn how to read the Bible, right? So to read an ancient text written in a a, a culture they're not familiar with and so forth. So it comes really down to methodology. And I can lecture about that methodology, I can demonstrate it, Um, They can read other uh, scholars' ways of doing it and see it in action. But I thought, you know, it would be wonderful for them to to practice, practice, practice. And so that was one thing that really interested me. How could I clear class time so that students could be really involved in practicing and doing the dance? Mm -hmm. It's a three-step dance that I'm trying to teach them. And then I was really interested in the student engagement piece. How can I get students more involved doing things, hands-on, involved, talking to one another? And then the third thing, I wanted the classroom to, ha- to be more of a communal experience. Mm-hmm. So how can we be a community of scholars, or how can I have them do group work and so forth where they're really involved with one another and talking and excited and engaged. So those were kind of the three things that really pulled me into flipping the classroom. So what did you do first? Well, one of the first things I did, I had to decide what I would clear the class of, right? How am I going to make time? And so I very carefully went through my lectures and decided which ones I was going to keep and which ones I could do without and my students could do without. And I really boned them down. I went through the PowerPoints and all of that, and so I recorded those. And that was a huge thing, to get those recorded. And then Ben made sure they were captioned and their transcripts, too. That's right. 
And then I wanted to move the quizzes out of the classroom, too. And so Ben helped me with online quizzes mm -hmm. and setting that up. And that was a, that was a, a, a big, big step because I had to come up with a question bank, right? That's right. And so I had to have uh, a couple dozen questions ready to go for each time I wanted a, a quiz. And uh, that quiz would cover not only readings but also the, the lecture. So I had to get all of those set up. And once I had those things out of the class time, now I had a container that, that I could begin to fill with the different things I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And as I was moving through things, I was beginning to design activities. So I have group activities, I have individual activities, I have whole class collaborations going on. Uh, and then, of course, things that I've always done, like presentations, discussions, always, those kinds of things. But it was just a, a lot of fun to think about how to get students really involved with one another and with the, the, uh, with the, the content and practicing these different things. And it's, it's really been a wonderful experience trying this out. And uh, I, I use various different programs and software and mm -hmm. you know it's it's been a, a real adventure so I've gone from being a person who's hardly used the computer at all to being somebody where the computer is kind of the the central tool for everything that we do in the classroom I'm so glad you explained that in such a clear way the methodical process you went went through because I mm -hmm. think a lot of faculty are very you know it's sort of vague to them how do I even start and but you had such a clear goal of where you wanted to go you know and you had a really good reason for mm -hmm. for kind of using these tools to begin with I, I I'm just so glad that you explained it that way oh thank you <laughs> yeah um, I'm curious how the reaction from your students has been because there's not. Yeah. Always, I mean, UP tends to be a little bit more traditional, and there's a lot of lecture, mm -hmm. there's a lot of Scantron quizzing. Um, mm -hmm. How's the reaction been from the students? Well, I've been I've been starting to hear from students, and I've been hearing uh, that there is this. Uh, some students who say, "Wow, this is a lot of, of work," mm -hmm. right? Because now they got to watch the lecture. And by the way, I bone those down so they're not long, you know, so that they're like anywhere between nine and 15 minutes I try to keep them in there and um, but they, that's that's a lot of work but I've heard from other students um, that this is that it's fun you know after one of our first group activities I heard a student say well if I have to spend an hour and 20 minutes in class this was a lot of fun <laughs> that kind of stuff right. and I've had um, this last uh, week I, I tried out an, an individual um, exercise and all the students had to write something and then upload it in, in um, a program or whatever you want to call it, voice thread, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and so we did that and we've practiced that before. And a group of students stopped by to say thank you so much for making the content of this class relevant to our lives. Wow. And of course that's exactly what I'm trying to do with this, yep. is get them constantly to think. I want them to know the content, but what does it have to do with our lives? And all the research shows that students really come alive when they begin to see how what they're studying has something to do with their lives that's meaningful. And that's where I'm going with everything that I'm doing in that class. So the lectures that you're having them watch, the 9 to 15 minute lectures, what are those like? How are they recorded? And mm -hmm. is it basically just you talking, looking at them? Or do you have a lot of visuals? Mm -hmm. I, um, they're done through Kaltura. Mm -hmm. And so I sit in my, at my desk 
right? And I can, I have a, I got myself a little camera for my computer, and it's a nice one, by the way. I got a good recommendation. And, uh, and I, I sit there and I talk to the students. I usually don't have notes because I, I know what I want to say to them. And it's not something they have in their, their, their book that they're reading. This is something extra added that I'm bringing to them. And uh, I have my PowerPoints. I get my PowerPoints going. I hit the, the, I get the record, recording going. And what the students will see then are my PowerPoints. And then up in the upper right-hand corner is this little box with me talking to them. And uh, they see me waving my hands like I'm doing now. <laughs> and they see me moving back and forth in my chair. Uh, they just see me uh, as me, talking mm -hmm. to them and, and so forth. Yeah, I remember when we were initially talking about setting it up, you know, I was showing you like, oh, you can turn the webcam on or off. I usually just bring that up and honestly, most professors are just like off, default <laughs> off. I don't want to have to put my, record myself and be comfortable with projecting myself into this kind of digital realm. But to you, it was really important that yes. you had a visual presence and right. an audio presence to go along with the presentation. Yeah, so not because I'm beautiful or anything like that. <laughs> It's, it's just that I want them to see my face. I want them to see my passion about what I do. I want them to see me waving my hands around. I want them to see this matters to me. Mm -hmm. And I try to reach them with my voice, with, with everything that I have, right? And including, I hope, some good PowerPoints. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would you say to other faculty contemplating something like this as far as the startup time and investment? Went. Mm -hmm. did, was it, uh, did you pick this up right away? And do you find that, you know, kind of doing these 15-minute off-the-cuff types of recordings takes a lot out of you or a lot of extra prep or a lot of extra, you know, upfront time? I worked on these lectures over the summer break, which was not a summer break for me because I was teaching summer school. And I was teaching this very class at that time. And I was teaching it the traditional way, right, with my lectures and so forth. And I would go back... After I'd given my lectures, I would go back to my office, I would fine-tune my PowerPoints, and I would record them right then while everything was fresh in my mind, and I knew exactly what I was going for. So it really worked pretty simply for me, and it was very straightforward. So even uh, learning how to use Capture Space, mm -hmm. which is using, space. and yep. VoiceThread, I mean, you're learning how to use all these new things. How, was, how did that go as far as learning curve? Well, I, I'm not good with a computer. I'm, I see myself as computer illiterate, and I've done all I can to avoid using the computer except for things like Word and PowerPoint mm -hmm. and all that. But, uh, and Ben would come and sit with me and say, hit this button. I'd say, which button? And I'd be looking all over the, the, the screen for the button. And, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I felt like my students must feel, right, humble and, and ignorant and, you know, all the rest of it. I've, I felt like some of them must feel sometimes. But, but uh, I kept at it. And when uh, Ben wasn't there, <laughs> then I didn't have anybody watching me. Then I would go back and I would practice it. And it, yeah, and it made sense to me. So I had to be willing to um, be uncomfortable. I had to be willing to put myself in, in a space um, where things, where I was not the expert. Right. And once I did that, I found that I could learn enough to use these different things in a meaningful way. And that that was enough. I don't need to know everything about it. I just need to know enough to find, make this useful and to help my students use it. And I 
all, I really believe that when I put these things out there, my students are so savvy that uh, they often figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. I'll put voice thread out there, and all I need to say is a little bit, here, do this, do mm -hmm. that, and they've got it figured out just like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I use them as, as a resource to help me. And it's, you know, my being uh, open to their teaching. That's an interesting way to put it. Mm -hmm. And I also like that you brought up kind of the idea of literacy um, mm -hmm. in the digital realm, because um, I think it is important for people to know or reflect on that you don't have to be an expert to use these tools that right. are really designed for teachers, especially in the case of something like Capture Space. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of analogous to like, if I visit a foreign city, I don't have to completely know the language. Yes. I have to know how to like ask for directions yeah. Yeah. or how to hail a taxi or, yeah. you know, there's just certain symbols that you need to understand and you get that through practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad that, you know, the payoff for you was just valuable enough for you to keep going and, and mm -hmm. to keep, you know, going until you got it. And now that you have it, I'm wondering, mm -hmm. are you going to incorporate this in all of your classes? I'd, I don't know if I, if I will in all of them. I want to just try with this and I teach another class that's incredibly different from this and I don't know if I, I would mm, I would really have to work on that I don't know if I would be able to do that uh, for that one but it's something that I'm thinking about but for right now I'm, I'm, I want to really craft this and even as I go along I find myself revising things or or trying this out or like the voice thread thing I didn't know anything about that this mm -hmm. summer but um, when Ben told me about it, I thought, well, let me give it a try. And so I set up a couple of assignments that were in Moodle, Moodle assignment. I made them voice thread assignments. And they're so much easier to read and to mm -hmm. comment and get things back to students. And students have even responded to me. Like I'll, I said to one person, wow, this is a really feisty proverb that you've written, a contemporary <laughs> proverb. And she wrote me right back and said, I have more where that one comes from. <laughs> and so they can easily respond through video, audio, text, uh, it's, uh, the voice thread is, one, is wonderful, yeah. and I'm going to figure out how to use that Yeah, what I, what I like about voice thread is that it, it has the ability to kind of foster that connection that you might get yes. in person, mm -hmm. but it could be on your own time over the weekend or right. from the dorm room or wherever. So mm -hmm. definitely that's a good one. Yeah, I'm glad that you're finding that to be such a valuable tool because it's it's, great. it's new for, for us. We're I'm on the campus and mm -hmm. we're rolling it out and, yeah. and we really like to hear when people have found a, a very a very good and, fit for their mm -hmm. class and yeah. their teaching style. And mm -hmm. I have to I have to be honest, I have admin access to your course and I went and checked it out and <laughs> it just looked like the students were having so much fun. Yeah, they're doing all right. And I, I've at first just had them all log on and kind of wave at me mm -hmm. or do something on video and I thought maybe they won't won't do that. Maybe they'll just leave me an audio comment, but every one of them left me a video mm -hmm. and they're doing goofy things right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fun okay well uh, Rebecca thanks for coming to join us today we had a lot of fun talking to you yes. even though we had some audio technology difficulties <laughs> <laughs> IT people have them too yes. so we're recording with our backup set up today um, so apologies yeah. if the audio is a little echoey um, but yeah again thanks for coming with us it's just so refreshing just to uh, hear your story and your enthusiasm that's right and your passion for teaching and we thank love, you. love that you're in theology and using technology yeah Absolutely. thank you very much it's great fun okay listeners thanks for tuning in um, if you want to continue the conversation with us you can follow us on twitter at up tech talk or you can visit us at techtalk.up.edu check out the blog 
and look at our future of learning series that we've been doing and send the us. The next episode comes out very this fr- this quite soon. This, that's right. Well, well okay, this the episode first, actually, first Friday in November. Yeah, it will already be out by the time you're listening to this. So. So, so make sure you listen to it. <laughs> if you missed it, go back and listen to it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the UP Tech Talk podcast. We post new episodes on Friday mornings. If you want to hear more, please subscribe through iTunes or check out the Tech Talk blog at techtalk.up.edu. Thank you.